Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to the everyman golfer, the people trying to break 90, trying to break 100, working towards those milestone scores. This podcast is brought to you by Superspeed Golf. If you want to learn how to hit the ball farther, head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed, and you can hear my interview with Mike and Kyle, where they go through all of the science behind overspeed training and how it can help you increase your swing speed by up to 5% in a single session. So head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed for that interview. Today's episode is going to be the first in a series. It's going to be the first in a four-part series on how to break 90. Now, the reason why we're bringing this series to you is because it's happening in conjunction with a really awesome, really big announcement for the podcast. I'm actually in the process of launching what I call the Golf Strategy Academy. Now, this is a detailed eight-module course that goes through all of the different fundamentals that I personally teach my students to help them break 90. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably along the lines of, but Marty, how are you going to do that without seeing my swing? That's actually kind of the beauty of it. Most higher handicap golfers make the same really basic mistakes over and over and over again. If we can look at our own games and see exactly where we're falling short in these areas, it can lead to some really drastic improvements in a rather short time. So I'm going to break these eight modules that I have into just four kind of general sections that we're going to be talking about for the next four weeks. First up is going to be the short game. Next is going to be full swings and how we can kind of fight our slice. That's what most high handicappers have as a slice. So that's what we're going to talk about. Third is going to be driver and tee shot strategy. And then the last is going to be kind of that game day game plan. More of the strategy on how do we actually play the game when we're in the moment. So I'm going to walk you through exactly how I help my students achieve these milestone scores on the podcast. But if you want the full experience, which includes my systematically ordered practices, my instructional videos, my strategy discussions, as well as a private Facebook community, you're going to have to sign up for the Academy. Now, the good news is if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're in the catbird seat. I know we've picked up a ton of new listeners since the relaunch, and I am so incredibly grateful for that. We're consistently getting over 11 thousand downloads per month. So I know this info is really hitting home for a lot of people, which is fantastic. But what this also means is I no longer have the time and the ability to give this one-on-one instruction over email. 
So really what I'm asking is if you want me to be your golf coach, if you want me to walk you through the systematic way that I have helped hundreds of golfers break 90 and achieve their personal best, if you want me to be your coach, this is how you do it. You sign up for the Golf Strategy Academy, and you do that by going to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy, and you can sign up to be a beta member. All you got to do is use promo code beta and you will get the premium membership, which is normally 50 bucks a month for 25 bucks a month. And you lock in that price for the lifetime of the membership. Now, I already have all of these videos finished filming. What I'm in the process of doing right now is getting them edited and then getting them uploaded to the website. So as a beta member, you get the earliest possible access to all of this instruction and you get to lock in a lower price for the lifetime of your membership, which, by the way, you can cancel at any time. So what we're going to do is I'm going to get these videos up as quick as I can. I will be posting in the private Facebook group about when the videos come up so everybody can check them out. But really, the process we're going to follow is the same as these next four parts of the podcast. We're going to do short game first. I'm going to get that out to you. It's going to be a few weeks worth of work. But once you get through that, then you're going to be on to the irons. Then we're going to be on to driver and tee shots. And then we're going to be talking about strategy. So if this sounds like something that you're in for... All you got to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy, promo code beta. And if you're one of the first 20 or 25 people, because I'm shutting it down after that, then we will be working together as student and coach to get you over that hump and get you some new personal bests out on that golf course. So today we're talking about short game. Let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, so this discussion is really, really fun for me because it allows me to geek out on numbers it allows me to talk about the awesome experiences that people have had following these protocols and kind of give you some of the backing information as to why we do things the way we do them here. So when we talk about short game, uh, this is a conversation I actually have with my students. I'll ask them, hey, you know, what do you think is the most important part of your game to practice? A lot of them, first answer right off the top of the bat, short game. I give them a high five for that. That's fantastic because that in itself is a learning experience for some people is that short game is important. But when I ask them why short game is so important, that's where we start to see some derivation from the mean. So I'll hear students say, well, short game is important because, you know, those are your scoring clubs and that's what helps you get your lower numbers or, well, you know, short game is important because, you know, it's your scrambling. It's what helps you, you know, save yourself from screw ups. Well, those answers are all correct to an extent, but the answer that I always like to hear from my students is that short game is important because that's the part of the game that we do the most. Over 70% of your shots come from inside of 100 yards. And if you're a higher handicapper, it's even more. 
So if I told you you could only practice one thing, it was either going to be short game, irons, or tee shots, and you knew that that percentage split was 70, 15, and 15, which are you going to practice? Hopefully you're thinking or saying short game because that's where most of your game happens. It just makes sense. If you want to improve, let's go and work on the things that happen the most often. Let's think about it just with your putter. If you're having a good day and you're going to two putt everything, that means you're going to have 36 putts just with or 36 shots just with one club. So that's why I say short game is so important is because well, it is, but it's because it happens so darn much. It's such a large percentage of the shots you take. So that's why we really work on short game a lot. But when it comes to short game, there's a learning style that should really be happening. And this is actually something you can extrapolate to your entire game. I want you to become proficient and then move back. Okay. So when we look at our whole game, we're going to become proficient around the greens. Then we're going to move back. Then we're going to become proficient with our irons. And then we're going to move back. And then we're going to become proficient with our longer irons, our hybrids, and our fairway woods. And then we're going to move back. Then we're going to learn how to hit our driver. And then we're going to move back. Well, we're at the end there. So then we're going to talk about strategy. So that's the process of how I teach. Is I go from very, very close. We get proficient. And then we move back. So for short game, what this looks like is first, we are working on making sure your club face, your putter, is square. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. There's gate drills. I have my specific ones uh, laid out in the academy. But I like to use a gate drill where we draw like a chalk line for the ball to roll on. So we find a straight putt, about 10 feet. We draw a chalk line. And then we make a perfectly perpendicular chalk line to that, so we have a T. We square the putter to the T, and then we put the ball along the chalk line. And what we're going to do is about halfway down, eh, not even halfway, about three feet away from where the putt starts, I want you to put two T's into the ground that are roughly, you know, a golf ball and maybe an inch apart. So you have just enough room for this golf ball to roll through at the three foot mark. And if your club face is coming through square, you're going to successfully be able to roll that golf ball right down that chalk line and through your T gate. As you get better and better and more proficient at this, you can move the T gate further away from you. So now maybe it's five feet away. So you're keeping the ball online for a longer period of time. Because let's face it, if you can't make a straight putt, you're screwed. If you're not converting on the absolute easiest things, you're going to have a really hard time being successful when we add in the layers of difficulty. So we start with this square drill. Then what we want to do is we want to make sure that we get really proficient at putts inside of four feet. Uh, with a lot of higher handicap golfers, we see this all the time that there's like the mid-range putts are actually pretty good, like surprisingly good. But the inside of four-footers, for whatever reason, there's just a lot of pressure over those putts, and we see a lot of misses inside of four, maybe five feet. So I want you to get really proficient inside of four to five feet. 
Now, for me personally, if it's a three or a four foot putt, I don't even think about break. I think in the middle, off the back. I'm going to aim the ball at the back of the cup, and I'm going to bounce it off the back of the cup because they're all straight if you hit them hard enough. And frankly, a three-foot putt doesn't have enough time to break if you hit it firmly. So I apologize if I'm coming across a little uh, aggressive or chastisement-wise, but this is something that I feel very, very strongly about. It's something that I went toe-to-toe with my dad when he was still alive about the best way to play golf for him because he was always like a 17, 18, 19 handicap. And then once we started working together, I got him down to a 14. And once he actually kind of succumbed to the statistics of the fact that when he would aim in the middle of the cup from three or four feet and just hit it firm, he was making a lot more putts. So I needed to get proficient at that distance. Next, we're going to take it out to about 10 feet again And we are going to learn how to read greens. So for me, at 10 feet, I read a putt in two segments. This is similar to what aim point talks about is, you know, you you try and get a feel for which you you feel with your feet. Uh, You stand with the ball right between your feet and you feel which side is the high side of your putt. Do you feel that your right foot's higher or your left foot's higher? And that tells you which way it's going to break. Then you go roughly halfway down the line and you do the same thing again and you feel if it's more slope or less. So that's why I read putts in segments because it's kind of something I picked up from an interview I did with Jared Shears, uh, who is a Aimpoint golf teacher. And so with this, 10 feet, we're reading our putt in two segments. We go out to like 15 feet. Now we're reading our putts in three segments. And you're realistically, you're probably reading your putts in three segments all the way out to you know, probably 30-ish feet. If you get out to a 40-foot putt, let's face it, touch is more important anyway, but then I want you to read that putt into four segments. Same process. You just break the putt into links of four, feel what that slope is with your feet as you get closer and closer to the cup. Gives you a better idea of what the ball's going to do throughout the journey of the putt. Now, once we've learned to be proficient at at least reading the correct break. And just as a completely aside tip, however much you think it's going to break, double it. Amateur golfers are notorious for under reading break. Okay. So just whenever you're reading break, you're always underestimating it. Add more. If you ever think it's between three or four inches, it's five inches. If you ever think it's between five or six inches, it's probably six and a half or seven inches. So when you're reading break, always add more, you know, as an exercise, try to miss putts above the hole. A lot of times they accidentally go in because you under read break. So anyway, that's, that's a side thought. That's a tangent. But once we get proficient at reading breaks, next, we're working on touch through what I believe is fundamentally the most important putting drill. This is the, this is the thing that you should be doing. This is the last thing you should do every single time before you go play golf. And that is the six foot putting ladder. If you can, if you cannot get through the six foot putting ladder all the way to the end without failing, you are not ready to play golf that day. You do not have the touch of the greens. If you can get through the full six foot putting ladder without failing, then you are ready for the day. You are going to have a fantastic round. What this does is it teaches us really, really good touch. And more importantly, it's what we call failure-based training. And I think this is where a lot of golfers fall short with how they practice. 
is they don't have any they don't have any consequence to their practice. With the six foot putting ladder, you lay out a putt at six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four, and thirty feet. And what you do is you lay a club behind the hole at you know roughly eighteen to twenty-four inches behind the hole. And what you have to do is you have to hit each putt. You don't have to make it, but you have to get the putt to the hole, but not touch the club behind it. And if you can do that from six feet, then you move back to 12. Go through your whole routine. If you do that at 12 feet, move back to 18. If you miss short or if you accidentally hit it too hard and you hit the club behind, you have to start over. Now, this is why failure-based training is so much better than just going to the driving range and slapping balls around until, you know, three of them go straight in a row. Failure-based training makes practice harder than the game itself. How many times have you had to hit a 12-foot putt and then have to start back over from 6 feet and then 12 feet again? Or maybe we're going from the 24 feet. How many times have you hit a 24-foot putt, missed it more than a foot long or missed it short, and then had to start over and you didn't get to leave the green until you have successfully achieved the circumstance of getting the ball to the hole but not too far beyond it from 6, 12, 18, 24, and 30 feet again? It just doesn't happen. That is why practice is harder in failure-based training, which makes us so much better on the course. Because now all of a sudden on the course, it's easy. I've got a 24-foot putt. Oh, well, I hit it 26 inches beyond the hole. Now I have a 26-inch putt, not a 6-footer, then a 12-footer, then an 18, and a 24, and a 30-footer. That's why failure-based training is so important with golf. And a lot of people just don't know how to do it. So a lot of mine is based off of this failure-based training teaches us to be tough and fearless on the golf course and it teaches us to perform under pressure in the moment so six foot putting ladder is the last thing you should be doing before you play a round of golf it is a miracle worker once we have proficiently learned the touch now we're going to move just off the green and we're going to practice from probably around five feet off the green and this is actually surprisingly simple Uh, we're going to just like a decision tree, as if we were you know, doing some procedure in our office job or whatever, we're going to say, can I putt this shot? If I can putt it, I will putt it. And the reason being is because your worst putt is going to be light years better than your worst chip shot. See it all the time with people like, well, I have a 60 degree wedge and it's the shortest club. And so that means I should use it by the green. That's not really always the case. You know, when it comes down to breaking 90, what we need to do is remove the catastrophic results from our game. I like the interview I did with Josh Boggs a few weeks ago. You know, three reasons why you're not breaking 90. Uh, Josh laid out this, he said it just perfectly. He goes, you don't need to shoot another par. You don't need to have another birdie in order to break 90. What you need is less sevens, eights, and nines. That's what we need to do. And we need to do that by taking the conservative shot and making the cocky swing, the cocky, confident swing. That's what Dr. Bob Rotella, probably the most famous mental golf coach in the world, says. Conservative shot, cocky swing. So when we're just off the green and we say, hey, can we putt this? The putter is the conservative shot, but we're going to make a nice, confident stroke with it. The reason being, again, is because the worst shot with the putter, what happens? You duff it, 
and it only rolls three feet onto the green when you have a 20-foot putt. All right, well, what's your worst shot with your lob wedge when you're five feet off the green? You're probably going to blade it 20 yards over. All right, well, now we might lose the ball if there's jungle behind the green, or if we do find the ball, we might be in the thick stuff, and we might have to you know, really hack it out of there, and we still might not be on the green with our next shot. That's why if you can putt, you should. Hands down, no questions asked. All right, we get proficient on making these putts from, you know, 5 to 10 feet off the green. We're going to move a little bit further back. All right, maybe now you're 5 to 10 yards off the green. What do we do now? Well, same kind of principle. We want to have as few moving variables as possible. So the reason why putting is a better idea from just off the green than chipping is because there are less variables with a putting stroke. There's no wrist hinge. It's just a shoulder rock. With a lob wedge, there might be some wrist hinge. There's shoulder rock. You have to account for the bounce in the club, the grass length, all sorts of things. When we're 5 to 10 yards off the green, what we're going to do is we're going to get the ball on the ground as soon as possible. So we are going to hit a bump and run shot. We're going to practice our bump and runs, get proficient with that. And the nice thing about bump and run is it's really just a putting stroke with like a eight iron or a seven iron or a five iron or whatever iron you're comfortable with. And a lot of that depends on the length of the shot. So we're going to work on our bump and run shots. I've got a few practices in the academy that, you know, use this failure brace, failure based training to help us, you know, really build that confidence and really some creativity uh, with these shots, these chip shots from just off the green. But once we get proficient bumping and running and, we come a little bit further out. Now we might be 10 yards off. We might be 15 yards off, or maybe we're in the rough and we're only 10 yards off. You know, if we're in the rough, it's hard to play a bump and run shot. Now is when we would actually use that higher lofted club. We don't want to use a higher lofted club unless we absolutely have to, because it brings more variables into the swing and it just leads to a higher chance of a catastrophic failure. So that is how we do our short game in the Golf Strategy Academy. If this sounds like something that you are up for, if you want to break 90, you head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. Promo code BETA will get you the premium membership, which is normally $50, for only $25 a month. Now, this academy, like I said, has eight modules, and we dive deeper into how to practice and strategy and things like that inside the membership as well as, again, our private Facebook community where we can ask questions of each other directly, hold each other accountable for practices, and then I host a live monthly coaching call directly for the members only. So if you want to get in on this, again, I'm probably only taking 20 or 25 of my 11,000 listeners. So head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. And again, promo code BETA will get you the premium membership for just $25. And you lock in that price for your entire life. Now, I'm getting ready to launch this in like right after that August 15th date. So I've recorded all of my videos. Right now, I'm just in the editing process. I will have these things uh, put onto the website bit by bit over the next month. So my goal is to make a podcast about each section of the membership And then each week I am going to 
finish that section of the membership and put it up onto the website. So if you want to get in, if you want to be one of those 20 to 25 beta members, all you got to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy promo code beta on the premium membership. We'll get it for you for $25. That's half off. And again, once we're over August 15th, that price is never coming back. All right. It's an insanely good deal for the level of coaching that you're getting. I mean, we talk about my student, Jeremy, who, again, I've never seen this golf swing, just talking about strategy, talking about how to practice, having him diagnose some weaknesses in his game. He went from struggling to break 50 to shooting 42, his best nine holes ever on the back nine in a tournament and beating a two handicap in a tournament. So if you want that kind of success, golfstrategyschool.com slash academy, promo code beta, and the first 20, 25 people, I'll leave it open for a while and see how many we get. Uh, The first 20 or 25 out of my 11,000 listeners will get that for just $25 per month. All right, everybody, I will catch you in the short grass. Next week, we are talking about irons and how we can actually play our ball flight. So next week, how to break 90, the irons edition. Take care, everybody. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.